Welcome back to Keeping Up with the Chaldeans. We are on to our next episode today with our guest, Lynette Toma. Lynette is with Connecting Kids, also a author, therapist, and soon to come the Harmonic Egg to Michigan. How are you, Lynette? I'm great. Thank Anthony, you so much for having me. My co-host. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing great. Thank you. Good. Good to have you on. So if you want to give us a little bit of introduction of uh, yourself and your background for the audience, it would be great. Okay. Um, I'm Lynette Toma, and um, I started working with children with autism when I was 18 years old. So it's always been a passion of mine to work with children. Um, I have basically... Um, decided to be a very unconventional Chaldean, and I moved away from my family when I was 24 to discover myself and discover my passions, and I'm here to share all of those today. Awesome. Nice. Let's get into this. Let's start off with the uh, Connecting Kids, if you can explain to us uh, that part of your business. Okay, yep. So Connecting Kids is basically a business that I started myself. Um, I basically cultivated my own type of therapy to work with children. Where did you start that? I started it in LA. Okay. And so it's currently my business now in LA. Um, I started it because I thought that there was a different way of doing therapy, you know, not just having a child sitting in a chair. And so I took kids and I brought a bunch of toys for them and we played on the floor and I was getting lots of language out of them and connecting really well with them and teaching them how to share and teaching them how to ask for what they need and making them feel safe enough to communicate with me. Um, right now, um, I specialize in working with children that are nonverbal. Okay. Because you're, yeah. you're a language therapist. Yeah, a speech okay. therapist. Yep. Speech therapist. Mm -hmm. And how does that work in, um, in regards to, uh, you know, speech, obviously, it's, a, it's the biggest, most important part of our everyday life. Mm -hmm. um, is it hard for parents to come to see you? I mean, what's the first step they take to get them to you? Or, you know, is, is it so, adults or just children that yeah, you're working with? I usually, I usually get referrals for early intervention. Okay. And so I start with children as early as two years old. Wow. Yeah. And so um, what I do, I mean, if you think about communication, um, right. communication is obviously verbal, but <clears throat> most communication is actually nonverbal. So gestures, facial expressions, and body language. Um, but I take that like a step further. So I, I incorporate all of those things along with sign language. And um, I also train children to use um, devices to communicate. So um, a device would be an iPad and a special program downloaded onto an iPad that includes pictures and words wow. um, to communicate. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And um, your, your leap from Michigan to California? Was it to go after this type of lifestyle yes. to be able to help and take care of? And what made it so much more important to get to that side? Was it just that you wanted to take the initiative to be on your own on the other side of the country? You know, because again, as a, as a, not only a woman, but a Chaldean woman, mm -hmm. that's a big leap, you know, to do, especially in um, our, our days of growing up. What, what what made it so much more important to get over there? Like, what was it courage for yourself, or what was it that made you? Well, first it was the weather. Yeah. That's <laughs> right. Good call there. I was ready to get out of the I winter. Mean, well, you come from a warm country, right? <laughs> yeah. And also, there's a huge Chaldean community in San Diego. Sure. So I kind of knew that I would feel safe there because I had a lot of cousins there. Mm -hmm. So it was an easier transition because of the cousins that I have in San, yeah. in, in who, San Diego. Who were a few of the cousins that you hooked up with early on when you when you first got out there? You know, I'm a honey. 
Hani Shamoon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sam Shamoon. Yep. Those are my second mom and dad. Okay. Beautiful. Yeah. So they took me in, you know, until I found my apartment and... It was just like a second family, and I was so grateful to have them there. Beautiful. Yeah. Thanks, guys, for taking care of Lynette for yeah, us. they know it. They're yeah. the best. San Diego, definitely the sister to Detroit for Chaldeans. So mm-hmm. that's that. Isn't that crazy, though, from how much of a distance you come to Detroit? Oh, yeah. Heart of, you know, the, the, the factory jobs and what have you. Brutal weather yeah. right, during the winter, and then make it all the way on the other side of the country. I, I, I wish... Um, <laughs> my parents got more west when they right. were here but i didn't I get lucky it's a different lifestyle it's a different lifestyle it really is even when we go there visit some of the chaldeans i have family that's out there too uh it's a little bit different from the way we do things you know here a little bit laid back i'd say it's you know, very what, laid back yeah well, which it's is which, nice. which is not not that bad so yeah so what were some of the challenges that you faced when you first got out there you know when i first got out there i mean I was I was pretty lucky, like I said, like because I had the support of yeah. the Chaldean community out there, I didn't really have a lot of challenges. Oh, good. Um, I felt completely supported by my cousins out there, and it wasn't, you know, it was support that was it was a safety because they understood me because I'm Chaldean, and, yeah. you know, and the community that exists out there is super tight, like it is out here, and so they just took me in like I was one of them, and so it really helped. I, I didn't really have a lot of challenges. Right. I found a job before I moved there. And um, I was actually placed in a school that was predominantly Chaldean. Wow. And so again, I had Chaldean coworkers, <coughs> I had Chaldean um, students that I was working with. And was it like a charter school? Yep, or was it? it was okay. a charter school. What's, do you know the name? Do you remember the Literacy name? Literacy First Charter School. Great. So you left home and ended up at home. Exactly. <laughs> Second home. Second home, yeah. yeah. So the Connecting Kids, uh, there's a rumor that you might be moving back one day. <laughs> so the connecting kids, would you bring that back here with you? You know, I'm still thinking about how I could be both. Okay. Uh, do the harmonic egg and do the connecting kids. And I think I'll find a way to make them both work. Um, okay. Yeah. I just don't want to wear myself out too much, but I know I can find a way to make it work because my passion is really to help children. Yeah. And so you wrote a book to, to help children. Mm-hmm. Why don't you... Tell us a little I bit did. about the book. Maybe hold it up, flash it to the... Yeah, here's my book. And what's it called? This book is called I Can Dance Too. And um, I actually wrote it with my friend, Victoria Ames, who's also a speech therapist. Okay. And her and I both had a vision. And our vision was that we want all children to believe in themselves, no matter what differences they might have. Mm-hmm. So the little girl in the story, she wears hearing this, aids. There's going to be a spoiler alert. So yeah. I won't you guys, tell you the end. If you guys, yeah, yeah don't, tell her, don't tell us the end. So the little girl in the book wears hearing aids and she wants to dance in a dance class like her friends. And, you know, one of the kids in the class says that she can't dance with hearing aids. But I won't spoil the rest. So you got to read it. So what inspired the book? So what inspired the book is like our passion and love for working with children. Yeah, okay. And we really wanted all children to feel successful and Mm -hmm. to feel that, you know, no matter what differences they might have, that they can accomplish their dreams just like anybody else can. Yeah, and then so where can people find the book? You can find it on Amazon. Okay, yep. so we'll we'll post a link in the in the description yeah. below. And then so I can sign it for anybody when I see oh, it. I like cool. that you've given some shots out to your father and yep. your brother and mm-hmm. family. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's the fun part, you know. When you publish a book, you know you get to pick and choose what you want to put in there. So yeah. the whole process was a lot of fun. Nice, nice. Yeah. Great and so, work. what about your other book there? Okay, so. 
This is the second book that I was published in, and this book actually became an international bestseller. Wow. So, so how many copies is that, if you know? Ooh, I don't know. A ton. It's a ton of copies, but we also had a Kindle version that we launched the book with, and then we launched the paper version after that. So international, it's, it's translated in many different languages? Is that what, it's, what it is? Or they're just reading in English? Reading it in English. Okay. It's yeah. all worldwide. Yeah. That's, that's great, though. That's a great accomplishment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just getting a book off the ground. So yeah. tell us, what, what's the premise of the book or the... So the premise of this book is writing a letter back to your younger self, Mm -hmm. um, thinking about the pivotal moments in your life that created who you are today, and writing back to yourself as an adult, looking at your younger self. What would you have said to yourself when you you were sitting in your first grade classroom and you felt that you weren't as smart as everybody else? Right, right. Um, So in this book, that's what I talk about, and I also give a shout out to my Chaldean culture in this in oh, my story nice. too. That's yeah. great. We're international it, now. Yes. Well, actually we were. We always have. We, we always, always were. been. Right? Yeah. Yes. Um, and so there's 18 other authors that are in this book and okay. we all wrote about our lives. And so for me to put my story out there, I really feel like it's going to help other people. Sure. Um, you know, as Chaldeans, we were kind of told not to share our stories. Yeah, that's Not to talk true. about yeah. things yep. that are negative. A lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of things were taboo to, yep. to us growing mm-hmm. up. And, you know, just an illness or a sickness or a, yeah. or a struggle or something. It's like it's our we just yeah. didn't talk about it. Exactly. I so talked about my struggle in here. Yeah. And yeah, a lot of right. and all now, of the women do, too. Now it, when we look for support, there's an outpour of it to get it. Yeah. I don't know if it's changed by, like, either that we've evolved or that by social media presence. But... It's um, it's different. It's now. an evolution. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah gotta, it is. You know. yeah. Absolutely. Um, this book was life changing though for me. Yeah, explain that. So, tell us exactly when you said it earlier when you were explaining. I, I took back. I like that idea. But can you explain to them exactly when you wrote and what some of the stuff that you had spoken about maybe sure. from your childhood? Yeah, and so one of the first things that that started with. Um, who the thoughts that I created about myself were, were when I was in first grade. And, you know, when I was in first grade, I, I felt like I learned differently than other kids. You know, I felt like I maybe I read a little slower than some of the kids. And, you know, it formulated this thought in my head that maybe I wasn't good enough, that maybe I wasn't as good as everybody else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, your thoughts that you create about yourself, they start at age six, if you didn't know that. Yeah. And so... Um, that's what I. That's, a, that's the thought I had about myself when I was six, and literally it, it followed me to adulthood. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was one of the moments. Another moment was when um, I was in college, and again, you know, my grades were not the best in college. Like I, I tried my hardest, yeah. and mm-hmm. they just weren't as good as everybody else's. Sure. And I had a college um, professor tell me that I will never get into grad school because of my grades. Really, mm-hmm. and that. Um, what a great I, professor. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and that I probably wouldn't be able to ever be a speech therapist. Wow. Yeah. And so, you know, that stuck with me, too. Because, you know, I thought, wow, I didn't know that I could, that I wouldn't be able to do these things coming from a professional to say sure. that to me. Um, but then when you proved them wrong. Exactly. <laughs> so I probably worked my whole entire life to prove her wrong. Yeah. <laughs> oh, was a she? Yes. Okay. She, yeah. And also another huge pivotal moment as in my life is when my father passed away. And so I was, twi- yeah, I was 20 and, you know, it was super hard on me as a 20 year old because I'm super impressionable. Right. Um, and so I, I write about that in my story also. 
um, I'm not going to spoil this story either. Yeah. No. Okay. So in order to find out, you know, what else I wrote about, and honestly, like, you know, a lot of the personal things that I wrote about in here, to I, I, I did this to help other people, you know, and I know that by sharing my story, and you know, by sharing by sharing each each story, you know, you shared your story with me this morning, sure. and, and I know I've known Anthony my whole you know my whole entire life, yeah, and you know, this is how we help each other, right? You know, we help each other overcome hardships by sharing our stories and sharing what we did to help ourselves, sure. you know. Yeah. And so anybody out there, I know they can read this book. This is also on Amazon. Okay, so they, we'll, we'll post a link in that too. Yeah. So so not everyone's going to be as accomplished as you and, and get an opportunity to be invited to, to take part in an international bestseller. Yeah. What advice would you give someone out there that, that should sit down and think about the, the things that happened in their life? And then would you tell them to write a letter or how would they go about doing that? Yeah, so actually in here, that's what it tells you to do oh, really? the exercise in here. Okay. Is to kind of take, you know, those pivotal moments in your life, maybe five or six that you can mm-hmm. think of that have really, that you've never forgotten because they've stuck with you. Yeah. You know, and imagine yourself sitting next to your younger self. Yeah. You know, as adults, you know, we've learned so many lessons th- through our experiences. Mm-hmm. So what would you say to yourself? What would you have said, to, you know, what would you say to yourself now, knowing what you know, you went through these experiences to gain strength, to gain courage, you know, to fall and to get back up and yeah. to be even stronger when you get back up. I mean, I probably my, my letter will be as thick as that whole book right <laughs> yeah. there just to yeah, myself, yeah. man. <laughs> I got so much I can tell me. Yeah. Yeah. And and so it's an amazing concept. Yeah, it is an amazing concept and it is so therapeutic. Therapeutic. It's very it's healing a, and therapeutic. I was trying to think of the word I would use to describe it or to, to mm-hmm. use and I'm glad you're here. Well, leading into your therapeutic, <laughs> um, your therapeutic measures and dealing with stuff in life, um, I mean, whether it relates to depression or overcoming complexes that we grew up with, that kind of leads to let's talk a little bit about the harmonic egg that you've got coming, because it seems like your your life is to push and pursue people through therapeutic happiness, mm-hmm. which again we know. My opinion, I like that approach. It's more holistic, let's mm-hmm. say. Yeah. Um, I've gone through therapy before. Mm-hmm. And the first thing they want to you know, do is start talking to you about you know, Adderall or Ritalin or <laughs> any of that stuff quickly. I'm not a fan of pills, so I'm more into leaning to hear about your harmonic egg. And so I do things. I mean, white noise and stuff like that is therapeutic mm-hmm. to me at a certain point. But your method of what you're talking is going to be on a whole other level that's coming I think it's a, a newer trend for, for therapy. So mm-hmm. if you can explain that, please. Yeah, so I'm super excited about it. And <clears throat> I feel really lucky that I have the opportunity to bring the first harmonic egg to Michigan. And it's actually being built right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be in Michigan in August of 2020. Great. And what it is, it's, it is a sound and light chamber it's shaped like a giant egg Mm -hmm. and inside the egg is a zero gravity chair that you lay in and the sounds that are the frequencies from the sounds are going into your body bouncing off the walls going back into your body and the light frequencies and the light is also healing and so what it works on is your nervous system and um, it's almost like a forced meditative state and so in meditation we know that our body can heal itself and so it helps you connect to your body to heal yourself. That's, that's a great thing. Is that something that 
is going to be like a uh, session that you'll provide at some point is something a consumer can purchase later into their own homes you know or is this something that will just be facilitate facilitated by a therapist to to show you how to use it and almost like instead of sitting me on a chair and counseling me Mm -hmm. you've got me now in this harmonic egg that i'm going to be right so the sessions are usually one hour a week okay depending on you know what it is that you're trying to work through and so i would just put you in the egg and kind of just let the frequencies and light do the work on you and it really is the healing of the future because it's self-healing sure it's going deep into your cells and it's healing yourself so that's a great thing yeah i have a um my sister-in-law um judy jonah she does a um, i don't know if you've ever met her you guys sound like you'd be great to possibly meet um she does a lot of the spiritual healing where she does the spiritual the massages she there's oh, yeah. no touching involved mm-hmm. she's doing everything to pull everything out of you and what have you so she does um she does the uh reiki i i don't forget is that what it's called energy Energy healing there you go energy healing she because she was trying to have me do it with all the pain and all Mm -hmm. that stuff to do it um so her and francis george actually have a office uh office together and they kind of share off but it's a great thing it's to see that you can walk away without having to go through actual medicine yeah yeah she'd be a good one and in the egg uh so how are you going to get doubters to try the egg or or Mm -hmm. Or does it work on people that don't believe? You know, that's a good question because I've been thinking about that myself. You know, bringing the egg to Michigan, it was actually, you know, something that I was hesitating to do because where I live in Santa Monica, we have people that are very, you know. It's a a, a lay down. (laughs) Forward thinking. Yeah, it's like, you know, and for me too, like. I would, you, if you met me 10 years ago and somebody told me about this, I would think it was weird. Yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. di- very different and very weird. Right. Well, what it really comes down to is understanding the science behind it, you mm-hmm. know, and a person that's doubting it, you know, I would educate them right. and I would, you know, show them what it does and how it works. And, you yeah. know, hopefully to be able to shift their thoughts about doubting things that might be outside of their comfort zone or right. outside of what they know. Yeah. So, I mean, anything through education and, um, you know, I would let them try it. Yeah. Well, who, I mean, who knew we would be flying through the air in, right. in airplanes? Right. Right. You know, that if you told people that back in the day, they'd be like, you're crazy. Right. That's yeah, insane. Yeah. Even healing through freezing somebody negative 300 degrees, cryotherapy, <laughs> yeah. that right. would be, you know what I'm saying? Because that's healing, right? Yeah. yeah. Without having to go through through um, actual, like, pills and what have you also acupuncture too acupuncture yeah Mm -hmm. like whoever thought some of this stuff would would be this far and is there like a um particular fee you know offhand or is there like what's what's an average person what would what would they pay to be sitting inside of an egg for an hour like or they do you know if it's like a package thing or how you're going to structure it so i am going to structure it by packages and the more um sessions you buy in the package the less it will be per session okay and you know there are only eight eggs in the United States. Okay. Um, and, you know, the average price is about $100 per session. Okay. So when it's time when you for get an hour? it. We'll, yes, that's for good. an hour. Wow. When, you, um, when you're ready to launch, we'll get you back on here on the show. Yeah. Get you back on so that way you can uh, let people know, maybe even give an intro promo for the Keeping Up With The Cal. Absolutely. And just something. But I'm saying we'll still help you promote that and push that. So when you're ready, just 
you feel welcome to bring it back on the show. Yeah, thank you. And then also, I'll let you guys go in the egg too, so you can see how it feels cool. and kind of talk about your experience. Cool. In there I definitely too. wouldn't mind. Yeah, you know, getting all that. And so, said you said it was zero gravity bed. A chair, a zero chair. gravity chair. Oh, what's a zero gravity chair? You know, I think. Have you guys ever seen one before? It's just one of those chairs that mm-hmm. recline back, and so being zero gravity it's 360 degrees of healing Mm. yeah yeah it's almost um there's lawn chairs that can sometimes be zero gravity okay like you can just extend them back and yeah it almost feels like you're just on light air like there's nothing really weighing you down when you're Mm -hmm. on there so gotcha yep yep so that's a good thing um who are some of the influences in your life that you had that you can um give you know a shout out to or you know let them know that you were you feel that they're important in your life that got you where you are today. Okay, one of my major influences is my father. All right. Um, he was like the friendliest person. He oh, loved yeah. people. Loved everyone. He loved man. everyone. Yeah. What was his name? Tomas. 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 Yeah. Tomas Toma. Tomas Toma or Kleshimon. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, like that's where I think I got my heart from. Yeah. My right. spirit is from my dad because he would talk to everybody. And, you know, I, I wanted to be like him, too. I wanted to talk to everybody, too, because he just loved life so much. He wanted yeah. to get to know everybody around him. Yeah. Remember so, that about him, too. Oh, yeah. 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 And he wanted to make everybody laugh. It's a good he, thing. you know, he was the best personality. And, you know, people were attracted to being in, in you know, in his presence. Yes. Because That's of great. that. That's and great. so when I remember my dad, like, I, I want to live his legacy, his legacy of loving people and loving life. That's an awesome thing. Any of the, the um, authors or co-authors of these books or friends in, in the industry that you want to maybe well, give a nice little I actually, um, my my mom, I dedicated my story to my mom. Okay. Yeah. yeah. She's a champ, man. My mom is an incredible woman. She really is. Great. My mom is stronger than any woman I know. That's, that's, a, that's yeah. beautiful. She is. Yeah. She's tough, man. And you know, my dad. My when I, after my dad passed away, my mom really stepped up, and she became a mom and a dad in one. Oh yeah, that's awesome. And she, and she went to back to school and got yeah. degrees and did everything. Man, ran the business yeah, until my mom, you know Tom yeah. was old enough to help mm-hmm. out. Yeah, and so being an independent woman, I got that from my mom hmm. because my mom is independent. Independent, yeah. you know, taking care of our whole entire family. And I would say give something optimistic to the other women that want to become independent or are and need that little extra push to get them to that next level. Any any words of advice you can give to these women out there? Because we're we're embracing them heavy in our community now. We sure are versus what it was before. So yeah, you know one thing that I would say is that <clears throat> this life that we hear is a journey. There's going to be ups and downs, and there's going to be things that don't work out. But what I always want to tell people is never give up when you have a dream you can always achieve your dream like no no matter what it is even if you feel like you're not going further you're not going far or something gets in the way and makes you take a couple steps back like sure. keep going you yeah. know keep going keep pushing always keep pushing yourself and you know for me i have a, i have a community of people who support me we as chaldeans we're so lucky we, we have really such are. a supportive community and being a part of that community just you know, embrace it and and bring yourself and try to be the best person that you could be. That's awesome. Yeah, respect everyone, but especially respect your Chaldean brothers and sisters. Absolutely. Yep. yep. Appreciate it. 
Anything else we got a uh, Is there anything else you want to get off your chest to, talk yeah. about? <laughs> yeah. We could talk about the documentary too. Oh yes. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes, we, we almost did. forgot. Yes, we did. Almost All right, let's, let's, let's do trailer. that. Let's yep. tell us about the documentary and Okay, so, you know, it's funny because when I moved to LA, you know, everybody was like, "Oh, you want to be an actress? You're moving to LA." And I thought, "No, I don't want to be an actress. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm me, you know." Yeah. But um what happened when I first moved there is that I actually got casted for a documentary. Um, I never thought I would be filmed for anything because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just not me. I, did, I never thought. Ooh. Was the casting? How did you land the casting? Where so, did it come from? Okay, so my friend and I went to we went out to dinner, and we ended up bumping into her friend who's in casting. And he met me, and he thought that I had, like, some interesting personality and interesting stories to tell. And yeah. he thought that I would be the right fit for the show. And I said, I don't know, really know what you're talking about. Like, I don't want to be a part of something that's like, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. What, what is this yeah. all about? Yeah. And like so the I, Bachelorette. Yeah, Lynette like the Bachelorette. Like, what the heck's going on? Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't need this garbage. Exactly. <laughs> but what it was about was everything that is about me. You know, living this life and being a person that contributes to the world. You know, being a part of something that's bigger than you. You yeah. know, helping other people but also digging deep into your own self, digging deep into those parts of yourself that aren't as pretty as the other ones. Sure. And doing it on camera. And so one of my biggest fears was doing it on camera. Yeah. yeah. Do Telling people about my insecurities on camera and feeling real emotions on camera. And I did it. And so it really did make me a more confident person. Um, some of the things that we did on the show were, yep. well, I was filmed in two location shoots. The first one that I was filmed in was in Ecuador. Um, we did a we did a contribution. When you say project. we, how many how many people are taking so, part in the show? And so for the first for for the filming that we did, we had about twenty entrepreneurs. Okay. Yeah, and so twenty entrepreneurs going to Ecuador to give back to the community, but also to transform themselves. And so I'll, I'll give you a, a couple examples of what we did. Mm-hmm. Um, part of the contribution was that we took clean, we took water filters to the tribes in the Amazon. Yeah. And we helped o- o- over 600 people get access to clean water for up to 10 years. Wow. Wow. That's yeah. great. We hand delivered water filters to tribes in the Amazon. It, w- it was an amazing experience. That's huge. Wow, that's yeah. great. And, I, and I, I think I saw in the documentary that, the, the kids' eyes pop open when when they saw the clean water. Like, yes. like the water was muddy, mucky, and yes. it came out crystal clear. Yeah, just so cool. It was so awesome. And and you know what we don't realize is that like, you know, we have our own problems within our, you know ourselves. Sure. But the world is is, is in crisis too. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> we have two billion people in this world who do not have access to clean water. That's insane. It is insane. There are it's seven. 2019. Water. Yeah, water. water. We yeah. take it for granted, right? See, look, I'm yeah. drinking clean yep. water. I like this. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, those water filters are life changing for those people because contaminated water causes diseases that kills sure. people. Everything, yeah. Yeah, we learned that from uh, Flint. Flint. Yep, that's right. That's so close to home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And so bringing those clean water filters, I mean, the water filters clean out the contaminants that cause malaria. And so these people were so grateful. You know, they had a huge celebration for us. They danced for Uh us. And, you know, the kids were all dressed up. And it was just, it it was so heartfelt. Like, God bless them. Yeah. And God bless you guys. Thank you. Yeah. It was just such an amazing experience. 
But, you know, when I talk about the transformation part, you know, we're helping to transform other people's lives. But in order to do that, we have to transform ourselves first, right? Sure. Yeah. And so that's facing fears. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, facing the fear of public speaking. We had to do a speech at mm-hmm. one of the colleges there. I, I was never a public speaker. <laughs> that how, was really that one go? of my fears. It went really well because, you know what? We came as a community to support yeah. each other. Yeah. And we, we helped each other, you know, to feel comfortable. And that's the kind of world we want to create, a world where we're not alone. You, you, we don't want anybody to feel alone. Like, right. we want to feel supported. Yep. Um, in order to get past those fears. Um, and so in the video and the trailer, you didn't get to see it yet. Yep. I walk on fire. Mm. That's huge because... <clears throat> You've got to basically make your mind work up enough <coughs> courage, first of all, and second of all, enough to not feel the heat coming through your feet. Exactly. And so, you know, after I did that, I mean, I feel like I can do anything. Yeah. Ha- yeah. Uh, I mean, you walked on fire. Yeah. What, what else is there to do? <laughs> walk on water? <laughs> <laughs> That's next. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean. Lynette the fire walker. Yeah. It was definitely life-changing for me. Um, you know, you have doubts about yourself and doubts about what you think you can and can't do. Yeah. This is um, on YouTube, the link? Yeah. Well, and what's what's the name of the video? Well, um, it's Awakening Giants. That's the name of our um, documentary. Yeah, our documentary. Okay. And I'll give you the link to post yeah, we'll it. Cool. Post yep, yep, sure. Yeah, we'll post that for sure. Yeah, we'll post that for sure. Yeah. Well, that's great. Yeah. Now, that, that's biggest thing is, I swear, when you can find inner peace, mm-hmm. then you can exactly yeah. be more spiritual. The, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm the hippiest Chaldean out there. No, there's <laughs> no, there's, there's, oh, there's some more. Yeah, we, we have, we we have, have another some. one. We have a few others. You introduce me to them. I will. Yeah. Well, they're not here, right? Uh, no, there's one that's moved back um, okay. recently, and there's a couple others. But yeah, we, we can definitely. Yeah. Definitely. You definitely got to meet Francis and, and Judy. I think yeah. you, you'll mesh pretty well with them. Okay. That would be awesome. Yeah. Yep. So. And I wanted Anyone to tell you, you guys can, one more on. thing, too. Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. So, the second location that I was filmed in was in New Zealand. Okay. And in New Zealand, we stayed with um, a. a um, a leader of a tribe that okay. was pre-Maoris. So they were the one of the first people to be on that land in New Zealand. Okay. And so um, one thing that was really important to them is their ancestors. And so when they invite people to stay on their marae, and their marae, they don't let people stay on it. But we got to stay on the marae. How come? Because we had connections. Okay. All right. <laughs> we had great. the connections. And also, we were doing the filming for the documentary mm-hmm. and, you know, they they said it was okay to be they wanted to be a part of it too because they're fighting for their land also okay yeah and so um what a on, privilege yeah well, that's the thing it's amazing if you look in the la- in the past few years some tribes you still cannot get near them they will yeah. they'll spare truck they'll still <laughs> bow and arrow and, yeah, yeah. Some, some americans yeah. have been killed going over to try to get yeah, out there's some these land there's some islands mm-hmm. yeah that, yeah. that don't there's, allow there, no visitors. that's, that's, tri- that's yeah. true yep very so, territorial. So what was really cool was, you know, when you come onto the Mariah, you're supposed to sing a song. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, uh, being the honorary Chaldean on the Mariah, yeah. I, I made up a song in Chaldean. Did you really? Yeah, just a couple lines, though. <laughs> let's, let's, let's hear it. No. <laughs> come on, Lynette. <laughs> no. I don't that's, wanna, on the twi- that's on I'm the 2020 so, show. We're yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe when you guys see it, you can hear me singing. Okay. But what was so special is that it was... he. 
he, the leader of the tribe, his name is Taporoho. He wanted us to connect to our ancestors. And, you know, he was even shocked that I am Chaldean coming onto his um, marae and having ancestors that are almost as old as his, even right. older. He yeah, was that's shocked. that's a big deal. Yeah, it was a big deal. It was really cool. Because um, what he does is he goes back into the ancestry and going as far back as our ancestry goes. I mean, yeah, I think we're the evolution of humanity, right? Yeah, we are. We we started out of Iraq. Yeah, Mesopotamia. Mesopotamia, yeah. Very, very old, you know. And so it's like we have old souls, you know, and reconnecting to you know the ancestry and knowing that like we're here for a big purpose. Mm -hmm. Our our community, you know, we are a community of you know entrepreneurs, business people, you know, we have a big heart in this world yep yeah we do and so how did he teach you to connect with your ancestors how does that work you know i mean it sounds kind of weird but it was really interesting like what he does is he basically you actually have to put your you have to put your head up to his head and your nose touches his nose oh shit and and he downloads information from your head to his Hmm. however he does that all right i mean this if you want to picture this it's similar to meeting the dalai lama yeah okay yeah okay and so he, his connection to people and to being able to connect to the ancestors is so strong that, you know, he could do it with anybody. Very cool. That's yeah. Great. And so, you know, one of the things that he talked about was the women and the women in our, in our ancestry, you know, mm-hmm. back in the day, they weren't as independent as they are today. Oh, Correct. Yeah. You know, their rights, we didn't have rights like, we do today and opportunities that we do today and so well the women of the middle east still don't have rights as uh, but it's in every single one of them yeah you just have to have the freedom to yep. to, to bring to it out up. that's yep. right yeah exactly and so what he was basically saying is you know as a woman with an ancestry that dates back to so long ago right the strength that i got to break out of it and to break those you know, old ways of thinking and the old ways of, you know, what women should do and what it should look like to be, you know, a woman. Mm-hmm. We change those patterns. We today, I as a woman, change those patterns by being independent and being happy and proud of myself. Absolutely. Agreed. Agreed. You hear that, Chaldean women? Yep. Got to just empower yourself, mm-hmm. get out there, embrace it, and just go do it. That's really what it comes down to. And if, you're, no having, you and if you're struggling with it, just go get a Beyonce album and you'll be all set. She'll <laughs> and, bring and, it out of you. And honestly, like, I'm going to put myself out there and say that, like, if anybody needs help and is struggling. Oh, that's awesome. They can, they can reach out to me. They can, can call me. They can email me. Like, I'm free to talk to anybody who is out there who thinks that they are alone. You are not alone. That's why you're Let's, such a badass. Thank you. <laughs> Do you, are you um, connected to uh, social media at all? Okay. Yeah, they can find me on Facebook, and then you know I'll include my email in there. Cool. And honestly, when I when I say reach out to me, I'm not just saying She's it to say it here. Talk. I am She's today. She's not talking yeah. to talk. She yeah. walks yeah. the walk, guys. That's right. And girls. That's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. That's how it's supposed to be. Cool. Well, thank you so much for spending time sharing your story, giving. Uh, encouragement and strength to our viewers out there and you're you're awesome thank you so much. So good to see you I'm really so long. i know seriously it has been too long i'm really looking forward to the harmonic egg yeah me yes. too i'll really get you guys in there yeah, as soon awesome. as it comes here fair enough cool thank you, so thank you. Well, thanks Lynette. thank awesome. you thanks everyone thank and, you and uh we'll see you on the next episode yep